podcast by the fans for the fans plugging the boys in blue black and white yes we're back for our very special pre-season podcast looking ahead to all things Gallagher Premiership as we build up to what is going to be another exciting enthralling but probably ultimately disappointing season for the boys in blue black and white my name is Gabriel and I'm joined by faithful Tom Tom how are you very good, mate. Yeah, how are you? Nice I'm, to, I'm very uh, well. Nice to be with you previewing the season. Yeah, um, yeah. Certainly got rugby fever. I have Tom yeah. uh, after what has been an incredible weekend of, of World Cup rugby. Um, less so, perhaps the Premiership Rugby Cup. Although we'll talk about that a little bit later. But the Rugby World Cup has certainly taken oh, the, off. Oh, I don't know the Premiership Rugby Cup, uh, the <laughs> epic battle against Worcester Warriors. That was the that was the main event uh, for me this weekend. But uh, no, no, seriously, it's. Uh, um, it's great to have so much rugby um, sort of on the horizon now. Obviously, um, we'll be heading off uh, to Japan. Well, I will be later in the week and you'll be joining me slightly later. So uh, brilliant to, to follow um, England um, on their trip in the World Cup, but uh, also a lot to look forward to, um, as you say, um, with, with Bath this season. Yeah, the, the, the Rugby World Cup has, has just got off to an absolutely phenomenal start. I think... From my point of view, having a, a summer of, of very few responsibilities, I'm, I managed to watch an incredible amount of cricket, more cricket than I think anyone else on the planet managed to watch. And that meant that I was sort of away from rugby. And now that rugby's back, I've kind of um, sort of, I'm watching every game, watching every every minute, because it seems like so long ago that I last watched a game of rugby. And the rugby is, is so, so good. The weekend's games, Japan... Yeah beating Ireland in that incredible game and then I, that Wales-Australia game I struggled to, to, to remember a test match with such ferocity at the breakdown specifically but but everything was was a, it was a fantastic game so um, yeah it was, it was a massive game for both teams wasn't it Wales-Australia yeah. um, in particular and you felt as uh, um, Jamie Joseph the, J- the Japanese coach said after the game that that game um, for Japan um, had just been in the works, in the pipeline for so long. They've been building up for it for years and years and years, obviously, in their home uh, competition. And I think those two games are really um, exactly what the what the competition needed. Get a, um, an upset in there and, a, and, a, and an incredibly high standard um, of rugby on, on the Sunday and, and really um, kick off the, the, the tournament and get everyone talking about mm. it. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's spot on, Tom, actually, because... As I, as I mentioned before, I watched a, a lot of cricket and obviously a big part of that was, was the Cricket World Cup. And I think one thing perhaps the Cricket World Cup schedule makers did wrong was they, they bottom or backloaded the, the, the group stage schedule, um, putting perhaps the bigger games, you know, England-India game, England-Australia um, game, England-New Zealand game towards the end. And, and it, as it turned out, those games didn't have quite as much riding on them because certain teams had, had already qualified, certainly New Zealand in, in, the, in the Cricket World Cup. Um, so yeah, uh, and and but what this World Cup has done is is it's put um, 
high-level, important games, such as New Zealand yeah. South Africa, on the first weekend to sort of kickstart that World Cup. And I think that that's, that, that sort of um, made it the, the, the incredible start that it has. Yeah, been. I mean, there are some teams that have been thrown straight into the fire. I mean, mm. Scotland, for example, um, to come against to come up against uh, Ireland and, and perform ultimately how they did would have been really uh, tough for them to take. Obviously, they kind of bounced back today, um, actually, as we record against um, Samoa. So they'll be they'll be pleased with that. But I think from an England perspective, um, we've been very fortunate mm. in how um, the the games have, have fallen uh, for us. Obviously, had two what you could probably describe as warm-up games, really, against uh, Tonga and, and, and the USA and be able to try out different combinations, um, try and get sort of a, um, a bit of an idea about what our best team is. And then, obviously, um, the, the, it sort of really builds up uh, from here. We get a good sort of nine-day um, break um, and then straight into into Argentina, um, uh, France, and then hopefully beyond. Yeah, I do think that, that with England's schedule, that four-day turnaround, I think 14 of the, of the 20 teams have a four-day turnaround. Mm. And I think some teams can, can really um, sort of be, uh, come out on the wrong end of that. Certainly Scotland have their game and then four-day turnaround before the Japan game, which now is absolutely yeah. crucial. Whereas England, I think, were quite fortunate in the mm. fact that our four-day turnaround came in that turnaround against the two weaker sides in the group, which meant we could rotate. Um, and, and bringing guys like, moving on to, to the Bath boys in the squad, um, our boy, Rory McConaughey, uh, coming in for that game against the USA. And uh, um, how, how did you rate his performance? Oh, it was fantastic to see him, him get a start. Um, obviously, you know, as we, as we mentioned in the past, he's um, been blighted with, with injuries on consecutive occasions and, and, and really unable to um, get much uh, game time in um, an England 15 shirt. Um, anyway, and uh, yeah, he came in and I thought was um, give a really good account of himself. Actually, you know, I think he was slightly unfortunate um, that he was sort of lined up against um, a, 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 his opposite number for the USA, who was mm. um, also a, a, a sevens player, and I think knew his game probably better than than most, which probably uh, didn't favour him. But I thought he gave a, a very good account of himself, as I say, and really nice for him to to, to get a World Cup try. Definitely. Uh, Felt swelled with pride when uh, when I saw him um, go over with a very smart finish actually in the corner. Yeah, hundred percent was was um, probably you know there has been some great rugby, but that was without doubt my highlight yeah, of, sure. of, of the Rugby World Cup. I mean, and yeah, it was a smart finish, but it, it was five meters out, and, and a winger should score that. But it was just the fact that following his his sort of path through fifth, uh, into fifteens and then through fifteens, like we have on on this podcast. Um, yeah, it was weird to feel pride because, you know, we've got absolutely nothing to do with with his journey. But that's certainly the overwhelming emotion. And yeah, really, really pleased for, for Rory. And um, you never know, like, you know, you never know. World Cup can make um, heroes of, of anyone who's there, really. And, um, you know, a couple of um, injuries to, to England players, God forbid, obviously. Um, and suddenly he gets an opportunity um, in a big game to show... Um, everyone, how how good he really is, and I thought it was quite interesting listening to uh, the commentators against USA. I think um, Hugo Monnier, uh, particularly, was mentioning how um, impressed they'd been all season with Rory McConaughey, and I, and I sort of thought, actually, <laughs> you've all really been very very quiet about him. We've been singing his praises. Um, it was no surprise at all to us, of course, when he got when he got selected by um, by Eddie Jones, um, and now everyone sort of sort of is on the is on the bandwagon as well. But um, it's great for him. Um, and I, I can definitely see him um, winning many more caps in, in an England shirt. Yeah, yeah, really pleased for, for Rory. And, and one of the guys that may have to go down, or two of the guys that may have to go down if he is going to get more opportunity later in the tournament, as you say, God forbid, will be two of the other Bath guys, Tom, yeah. Anthony Watson and, and, and Joe Thock and Asiga. How have you rated those those two guys' performances uh, in, in the two England games? Um, I think Watson's looked incredibly sharp. Um, yeah. I mean, he really is um, a, a testament to the fact that you can... 
um, you know, have repeated um, trouble with um, with serious injuries. So Achilles Hill, very serious injury, particularly for someone in his position, and come back stronger. He looks incredibly strong, um, fit, agile, and um, he is very, very dangerous. And there's no doubt in my mind um, that he will be starting um, in, in the first 15 for um, for England um, going forwards. I think... Just on, Anthony, yeah. sorry, Ty. He has come back stronger. It's incredible to say that someone can come back from, from such a serious injury and look sharper. As you say, I think he does look stronger upper, upper body-wise, but he's not lost any of that that pace, that agility, that stepping speed, which we did fear with a, with an Achilles heel that he might. But he hasn't at all. If anything, he looks even more dangerous. And I, I know you disagree with me, but he's got to start at 15 for England. He absolutely has to. I don't care if Elliot Daly can bang one over from 50, 60 metres. Watson has to start because he's so dangerous. He looks so dangerous whenever he gets the ball on the wing in space. Um, and we've got so much other talent on the wing. I, I just think it's crazy that he's not he's not going to start at fifteen. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think you know you, you mentioned mentioned Big Joe, and I think he again has looked very dangerous at times. Um, you mentioned sort of all the talent and experience we've got on the wing. Um, Jack Now. Um, will probably be coming back over the next couple of games, albeit he he won't have played much at all. Johnny May looks looks very sharp as well. So I think he is someone that I probably would expect um, to make the twenty three and to oh, come on and yeah Jack. yeah to have to have an impact. But I, I would be I would be surprised um, kind of based on based on his performances. To be honest, if he if he makes that I just that, think that, that fifteen. I just think I mean people that have listened to the the podcast last season. Well, no, and, and if you haven't, please do go back and listen to to our equally biased Bath views from last season. But I just don't think you can leave Thokkanasigu out. I know there is the odd mistake defensively with his hands, but uh, he scores tries, which which you know there are other players that can score it. But he just can create something from nothing, like very few other players. And I just struggle to see a way that that you, you you've got to try and fit him in that fifteen for me. Yeah, I think playing devil's advocate, if if you're a Leicester fan and you've seen everything that Johnny May has has produced, both for them. Um, over the last well, well, last couple of seasons, and also um, in an England shirt since um, since obviously he he, he started he, he tried his hand at, at flanker. Um, I think uh, I think he'll be he'll be very hard pressed to, um, to to miss out to be honest. But again, we'll wait and see. And I imagine um, players are going to have to rotate. You know, it's an intense tournament. Um, it, it looks like hard work out there. To be honest, mm, yeah. it's, it's humid, um, and and they're gonna um, you know I think I think he'll he'll get his opportunity for sure. Do you think we'll be able to keep our um, hydration levels. I'm going to say we're, we'll, uh, we're in the humid Japan, Tom. Sorry we'll to indulge to, a bit in we'll, that. But. We'll have to try. We'll have to do our very best, uh, very very best. Um, and uh, yeah, hearing uh, some of the stories from the guys that have sort of from the fans that have already uh, been out there, just seeing on social media, it looks like an incredible atmosphere. Um, it looks like Japan are really are really putting on on a show. Yes. Yeah, so well, I was going to ask if you any other kind of highlights. Um, for the tournament so far, particularly with your with your bath hat on. Well, I think JJ has has, has looked looked really sharp, which is good to see um, from a bath perspective. Obviously, you know, didn't play a great deal for Bath last season, but I think he's sort of taken the opportunity that um, Slade not being fit has, has sort of prevented it has presented itself, and I think he's taken it you know with both hands. And 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 Eddie's got a real selection issue because. Ford's playing really well, and you can't leave Farrell out, and 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 Manu's playing really well, and and then JJ sort of come in and sort of perhaps taken um, Jones off guard in in the way he's played and how well he's played, particularly in that USA game. A couple of really sharp breaks, one where he sort of pirouetted um, 
through a gap and, and nearly made it to the line. I think that led to to, to Thokkanasiga's first try, actually. So really pleased with um, how JJ's looked. And 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 my my other highlight from a from a Bath point of view had to be the Francois Lowe uh, <laughs> try celebration against Namibia. If you haven't checked it out. Uh, find it um it's all over social media i'm sure you'll be able to find it and it sort of uses the ball as a beer can opens it and uh, well i assume it's a beer can could have been a, a can of coke or something else but um and opens it and drinks it so um good to see francois getting some game time for south africa in particular with those celebrations and, and the other man's mentioned a uh, big cooper vuna yeah um, turning out uh, against uh, against england you mentioned uh, jj and I agree he's been uh, very sharp uh, he came on against uh, tonga um, and made vuna Look a little bit silly. He was, I think, was probably a little bit tired after with seventy minutes um, in the legs. He sort of went round the the outside to uh, to score late on. But uh, really nice to see um, all the Bath boys uh, together. There's another um, brilliant brilliant video on on yeah. out there on social media. I think ITV Rugby um, posted. And I actually um, retweeted um, with from what um, account would that be, Tom? That was uh, from from the Bath Rugby Plug uh, account. And if you're if you're not following us by now, you're, you're never going to. So. Uh, um, but yeah, ch- check that out. Is uh, him and Anthony, Anthony Watson uh, swapping shirts um, at the end, and uh, let's just say that um, Watson's uh, shirt was slightly, uh, slightly tight on old old Cooper and needed a hand, uh, a hand uh, getting that shirt on. But it was great to see um, him involved. As well. Why did we never try that? I think we did. At some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I think did, we actually. must have done at some point. He played all around the park. Um, but yeah, great to see such uh, such good representation from uh, fr- from the Bath boys and. Uh, um, and, and what about the other Bath, yeah, or yeah, former uh, or current, uh, surprisingly, Bath 12 that is uh, in Japan, yeah, yeah. Tom, um, Jamie Roberts. Let me, just, let me just set this up, actually, because I think this is a topic we need to talk about. Um, and that's obviously that Roberts um, has gone, is in, well, has actually just come back from Japan, been doing work with ITV. Um, and we got a tweet, tweet sorry, from Jack Weatherburn. Uh, who says thoughts on Roberts being released for the World Cup to fulfill his TV commitments? Double bubble or not, it looks bad for the club. Would you agree with with Jack's sentiments there? There's definitely kind of, I think there's kind of a, a tendency to overreact potentially to um, to, to, to news like this. Um, you know, Roberts is only missing, um, and I'm just putting one side of the argument across here. Roberts is only missing um, the first couple of games of the Premiership Rugby Cup. Um, he will have been involved in in most of the preseason. You know, he's not getting paid twice as well. We should we should make that point. Bath kind of, um, I guess, amended his contractual agreement um, so that he wouldn't be paid by ITV and by Bath. Having said uh, kind of all of that, um, you know, when I saw the news, I was really disappointed mm, um, because so because you know, players like Roberts with all the experience, the Lions caps, the the Wales caps, um, he's the kind of player that you really want around the club. Um, when these young players are getting these big opportunities yeah. during preseason, when we're trying to mould the style of play, particularly um, you know um, with the coaching structure um, at the moment with Neil Hatley not around, he's going to be playing an important part um, in that backline given his experience. So I do think it's 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 really disappointing. Um, however, I'm not particularly surprised. Um, he's clearly got one eye um, potentially on what he's doing after his contract ends at Bath at the end of um, this season. He's done punditry work before for BT Sport and for and for ITV. So um, I, I, you know, I, I certainly think his his loyalties um, don't ultimately um, but, lie with the club, and but, he's he, he's really he, he's really shown that there. But isn't yeah? Isn't that exactly the issue? So you know, rugby rugby careers are short, and 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 players 
you know, Roberts has shown with his um, degree, his medical degree, that he, he certainly is aware of that and, yeah. and is looking to, to, to make sure he, he sort of doesn't have problems with jobs and with work and stuff after after his rugby career finishes. But and, and, and obviously that that's absolutely fine. But this is sort of a really important season for Bath. And, and it sort of seems like he's sort of kind of neglecting that because he's got other ambitions after this season and it is it is ultimately really really disappointing and and, and uh, not to, it's not we don't have a personal attack on the guy at all here we, we don't know him uh, at all and but I just think looking at Twitter looking at Facebook I think Bath fans are not unanimously cross or angry or just sort of that it's just sort of a disappointment that, that that's just the way it is um, yeah, I think particularly when you know you see him um, tweeting or, or putting stuff out on social media of him, um, you know, playing guitar in, in in a band or whatever it is, um, and I just think that kind of stuff is a little bit kind of provocative for mm. for Bath fans because you see the guys obviously training hard, obviously trying to get better in in pre season, and I see this you know Premiership Rugby Cup as as basically an extended um, pre season, um, and it'd be really good to have you know one of your highest paid players, one of your most experienced players, um, just there. They're backing you up, you know. You, you kind of see it. We've seen it before, actually, with um, with Rhys Priestland when um, ultimately he went to went to play for Wales. Um, having said that, he he, he kind of um, didn't have um, international ambitions, but it almost um, kind of wrangles more when it's you know when he's not even playing rugby, he's going out yeah. to to talk about rugby. And I certainly had my uh, <laughs> television set on mute uh, at it's times when good, he was uh, when he was <laughs> when he was uh, commentating because it was uh, yeah it was was riling me up a little bit, but. On the other side, I know you presented one side of the argument, and on the other side, it gives an opportunity to to Max Ajoma started the first yeah. uh, Premiership Rugby Cup at twelve. He may not have done if Roberts was there. Max Wright started the second Premiership Rugby uh, Cup game at twelve, mm-hmm. I think. And you know, if they put in some strong performances in those games, and 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 then in preseason as well in training, then. It puts them ahead of Roberts in the pecking order, I'd imagine, and, and that, that's good. That's good for the club. And, and as you say, his contract does run out at the end of the season. And these are young guys. Ajoma's an academy guy. Wright's a guy we signed a couple of seasons ago, and it presents an opportunity for them. So looking at on the uh, on a positive side, as you say, he is back now, so it's not a massive chunk of games. And there is opportunities for for other lads to sort of stand out um, and, and get more experience and sort of maybe assume a leadership role, which which Roberts may have. Have left vacant in, in that position. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Max Max Clark's the other one who um, was man of the match actually against Worcester yeah. in the thirteen shirt. Um, you know, played very very well. Um, Max Max Wright, who obviously I'm a massive fan of, as as, as yeah. you know, um, in the twelve shirt. So it's a good opportunity for those guys to to play. But I think that kind of is. Um, probably just making the excuse for Jamie Roberts. You know, it's a very long season. It's a very intense season. Um, and I think that our players um, should be playing rugby um, um, for Bath. Yeah, disappointing. But um, yeah, let's not lose sleep, Bath fans. There's plenty of other exciting boys that are in pre-season for us. And we're going to talk about them now, Tom. Let's move on. Uh, nicely done. Let's move on to um, the Premiership. A bit of chat about the, the Premiership Rugby Cup. Bath obviously played two games now. Um, sorry that we have been quite a long time between drinks. We put out a, uh, another summer podcast uh, about a month ago, I think it was now. Sorry we haven't been able to get to you. Um, we know that the Premiership Rugby Cup has started, so a pre-season podcast might not be exactly the right term for this. But let's talk about those two games. Uh, a loss away at Sandy Park to start off, followed by uh, a victory at the wreck 
uh, against Worcester. Starting with the Exeter game, Tom, uh, a couple of thoughts um, on that one? I think we you know, started off looking looking pretty rusty, um, to be honest. Again, to next side, that looked very, very up for it. You know, some young boys um, in there, but also some experienced guys. Um, you know, Gareth Steenson, James Shaw, Ollie Woodburn, um, all in the back line makes it a strong, um, a strong opposition. And, you know, a couple, three tries... Um, three converted tries down in the uh, at half time to come back and sort of win that um, second half, mm. um, which is always sort of what what the losing team um, <laughs> will cling on to to win that second half. Um, two tries to one, I thought was um, you know an impressive comeback and and, and showed um, good character. Um, I think one area <laughs> one area we struggled in was was up front. Um, it looked like Exeter were kind of playing their classically kind of dominant um, scrum, um, set piece, a line out sort of um, driving game. And I think at times, um, you know, we probably struggled with that. Um, the other thing was kind of defence, particularly one up defence. Um, there are a few um, tackles that really should have been uh, made, which just led to sort of straight uh, seven pointers for Exeter. So, um, yeah, I think some positives in there, but 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 definitely uh, definitely a lot to... Um, a lot to work on and improve. Yeah, I think with these games, it's incredibly difficult to, to sort of know what to take from them. Bath put out an exceptionally inexperienced team in, in parts. You know, you had Merrigan playing at, at number eight. Max Ajoma, as I mentioned, was mm. was in the centres. Hammer Webb on, on one wing. Um, and these guys are incredibly inexperienced, playing in the Bath under-18s, which is, you know, great to see these guys getting experience. But, but yeah, as I say, and, and I think what must be taken if I get to my point, from these games is is sort of team performances, but most importantly, individual performances. And I think one guy that has completely stood out in that game uh, and also in the win over Worcester is Levi Davis, Tom. It's the the step that he, he puts in and his fend, he, he looks yeah, like... He's uh, cer- certainly, a got young... a, certainly got a bit of X factor, hasn't he? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has got a bit of X factor. Um on celebrity, going on celebrity X Factor, if, if 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 you missed that one, but yeah, he looks like a, a sort of um, young semester rocker. Yeah, the exactly. The way he runs, the way he steps, the way the strength of his fend, extremely exciting. Yeah, he, he's making players look look pretty silly, and these aren't um, you know these aren't front row forwards either. James Short mm. um, in, in the Exeter game went straight round him and uh, and then stepped um, the the Exeter fullback Max. Um, Dilly, yeah. uh, very, very easily um, to, to score under the post. So exa- exactly what I thought. Balanced runner, um, really easy um, step and great acceleration. And, uh, you know, he's a player that we saw a little bit of last season, um, but never really established himself. So again, with um, three Bath wingers um, mm. uh, abroad in Japan, this is a great opportunity for him to for him to step up. And who knows if McConaughey doesn't get on the plane, maybe he doesn't get um, these kind of yeah. these kind of opportunities. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing him progress this season um, for Bath and also on Celebrity um, X Factor. Um, I think what's the name of the band? It was Tri Star. Tri Star. That was it <laughs> with uh, former Scottish international Tom Evans. Um, and uh, former <laughs> Northampton Saint Ben Foden, so it's a it's a strange <laughs> coming together um, of 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 three rugby players. But uh, That's yeah, extracurricular stuff that we can get behind. Exactly, from, from yeah, the yeah. Boys. As long as he doesn't do it, I don't think X Factors at three o'clock on a on a Saturday afternoon. No, so, no, uh, yeah, no, that is uh, great. And he, he seems like a guy with a. Uh, a, a good of, voice uh, yeah you know, I mean great voice a good voice a good step a good handoff the, it's got everything hasn't the, it the trifecta that everyone's looking for I don't think if, if there's any chance for him I don't think they'll quite be uh, quite be up to scratch but yeah. um <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, Levi Davis, one young guy that has taken his opportunity and looked really bright in, in the Premiership Rugby Cup games. Uh, some unfortunate news with um, Miles Reed, Tom, a guy I know you're really keen on. Uh, out for the season with an injury in that game. Um, just going for him. Real shame. Um, you know, as I say, he's he's been one of the bright sparks, um, I think, coming through. Um, really, really established himself. Um, having the, the, the sort of um, really noticeable... Um, ginger hair I think has definitely kind of helped him yeah. um, but at the same time he's uh, all jokes aside he's really put himself about and I was really looking forward to seeing him get um, him get his opportunity but James um, Haskell made an England career on wearing a, a red scrum yeah. cap so uh, Miles Reed is, doesn't even need the scrum cap no exactly um, <laughs> yeah yeah he, I, I, very disappointing for him but I think um, he's definitely got the hunger for it um, and uh, he'll uh, be training training very hard to come back in his rehab and I'm sure yeah, we'll be it's, back it's nice sure we'll be back long term injuries yeah. right? it's just gutting for him like he's obviously worked really well I can imagine he's worked really hard yeah. in the pre-season especially with a guy like Sam Underhill who we didn't mention away away with England it's an opportunity for someone like him or someone like Josh Bayliss to really uh, to, you know take the opportunity at the start of the season and, and it's, it's really annoying but um, as you say hopefully um, be back soon uh, well, back next season and back stronger. Uh, any other thoughts from 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 the win against Worcester? Then moving on to moving our on to Worcester second game. Yeah, any other uh, thoughts or any other thoughts think, on Exeter? I, well, I think in the same game? way that against Exeter we sort of came back um, after a disappointing first half. I think we we put on a bit of a um, a classically bath sort of forty minute performance against against Worcester. Um, started extremely well. Um, against uh, in that game, um, running in tries again, Levi Davis with a um, with a, a, a very very easy um, uh, try in in that first half, and then um, let it slip a little bit uh, going into the second half. Let, let through some sort of easy tries um, late on, um, which kind of made it a little bit more respectable from from a Worcester point of view. Um, in terms of sort of uh, positives to pick out, though, I thought one thing that I sort of loved seeing was um, those uh, brace of kind of new props uh, coming off the bench. So it was Will Stewart um, and um, Christian, Judge. Christian Judge, yeah, coming off the bench, um, and uh, Lewis Boyce as well. Yeah, Lewis Boyce um, coming. Up. Who who came off the bench? Um, Boys, boys came off the bench. So Stewart and Boyce came off, didn't they? I think around around sort of fifty minute mark, and really assert themselves on that Worcester scrum. The same um, Worcester scrum and the same personnel, you'll recall, that um, uh, obviously uh, inflicted upon Bath that terrible defeat oh. um, in whatever it was, the 97th minute um, uh, uh, last season. So nice to get a bit of uh, revenge back there. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly excited to see those um, th- those young new props uh, in action. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing gets you going like a, 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 a dominant Bath performance yeah. in scrum time. Then have huge amount of them last season um, so yeah hopefully uh, we will with these new props and, and, and Benno back as well I know he came back at the, the back end of, of, of last season but um, Benno back and uh, looking uh, as good as ever um, ready to move on from, from the Premiership Rugby Cup or have we got any more more thoughts I think yeah, as we I'd... say sort of look out for, for individual performances look out for guys that you think may be able to um, contribute in, in in the season. I think Levi Davis is certainly someone we've highlighted, uh, given the three guys uh, that are in Japan, as, as someone to, to, to watch out for. Yeah, I think the only other person I'd, I'd pick out, and this is kind of going back to the exit performance, um, was is Tom de Glanville, mm-hmm. um, someone who on on last um, on the last podcast I I picked out was um, as one of the guys to, to to look out for and be excited about um, this season. Interestingly enough, he's been starting 
um, at fullback. He mm-hmm. even um, had a few minutes playing at, at scrum half after Max Green, who we who we probably should mention, um, went off um, with with a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks very very um, cool and calm under the high ball. Um, uh, as I say, I've been surprised to see him playing at fullback, and I know there's been a little bit of um, debate around what his what his best position will be um, going forward. I've not been sort of close enough um, to to you know, have any strong views um, on that, but um, certainly um, just one to one to keep an eye on. Jay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think he's going to have quite a big season to Glamour, mm. um, which is good because he's sort of been talked about now for for a couple of years as someone that. Um, has got all this potential, um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing him in some some more meaningful action for for Bath Rugby. Um, just a, a quick side note: next game at the Rec again. If you are about, get down there uh, against Leicester Tigers, the old enemy. So that's sure to be a good one. And then another uh, rival of Bath the following Friday um, at King's Home uh, against Gloucester. All leading up into that big first game of the season uh, against Bristol uh, at Ashton Gate, Tom. Um, so, yeah, uh, big couple of games with Bath, a few rotations, I'd imagine. Uh, and then, yeah, as I say, all leading into to, to Bristol. Um, right then. Um, well, I was just going to say on that, I mean, yeah. there's, you know, looking at a Bath schedule over the next couple of yeah. months, and it is incredibly intense. Um, so we've got a string of, of games every weekend until the 6th. Um, of uh, December, and after that game, we get a we get a two week break. So that is a um, incredible run, really, of um, what is it, eight or nine um, games on the bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be really important, particularly with the six or seven guys um, away uh, in Japan, that we manage the squad um, really carefully. I was pleased to see that um, they recalled um, uh, Mike Williams and, yeah. and, and Lucas Nogueira from their respective. Um, uh, loan, loans um, in the um, in the championship, so we're going to have to be be careful to manage squad depth, um, and particularly with these young guys who are who are stepping up to, to a higher intensity of of rugby, and and, and make sure that um, we're we're being really careful about injuries and, and not overloading overloading the players because that is that is that is some schedule. Yeah, the, the start of the season is going to be crazy, isn't it? With with them starting so late with the the, the Gallagher Premiership due to. Uh, the World Cup. The, the start scene is going to be absolutely mental, and there are going to be some some injuries. And as you say, managing that squad, something which Bath haven't done very well in previous years, is going to be key to to Stuart Hooper's um, sort of role, I think, and and the success that we ultimately have later on in the season. Um, let's look at the season now a little bit more generally, Tom, um, and perhaps start by uh, looking at a, a couple of areas that that maybe we want to improve on uh, looking back at last season um, where do you think sort of the difference is going to be made from finishing sick to, to getting into that top four and challenging for the Gallagher Premiership and maybe challenging on a European front as well what's going to be the difference I think I think one um, thing we need to look at is our away form yeah um, we, we struggled uh, last season so only two out of um, 11 victories um, are, yeah three, on, three I think sorry three yeah. exactly on out of 11 victories um, on the road in the Premiership um, and a couple of, uh, I think, two uh, draws um, out of those as well, um, and then a couple of very, very close um, defeats that I don't want to uh, don't want to look look back on with any detail for the for the sake of my uh, my fence. I think um, after after the Harlequins uh, defeat, and yeah, it's just going to be about um, having the composure, um, uh, having the sort of match experience to close out those games and to and to win. Um, to come out on the right side of of those games, it is obviously very difficult, difficult and different um, going um, going away. So particularly thinking um, about the trips up north on the Friday night, both of which 
um, against Newcastle and Sale um, last season, we really um, we really struggled with. Yeah. Um, but also just just dealing with um, the kind of pressure that comes in matches. So um, incredibly, again, we've got uh, Ashton Gate uh, Friday night match to, to kick off the season. That's going to be one um, to get the season off um, on, on on winning form, um, I think, and, and and not have sort of similar um, upset to the season as we did last year. Yeah, I think it's going to be an incredibly difficult game for Bath. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in, in the podcast. But I do think though, though, those two things you've highlighted there, Tom, are going to be absolutely vital. The away form um, certainly needs to improve um, and, 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 and sort of attached to that is turning around those, those close games. We spoke about it countless times on, on, on podcasts last season that, that those close games, if they'd gone the other way, um, they always seemed to fall the wrong side for Bath last year. If they'd gone the other way, we could have been challenging for the top four. Mm-hmm. Um so turning them around, and, and you know, a couple of them will maybe fall away just on luck, but also leadership and experience and composure. Those key things, um, hopefully, will 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 be different this year. And, and yeah, that, that they're the key areas. I would agree. Um, and then looking at the the squad, and and, and maybe looking at maybe uh, one strong point of the squad, Tom, and mm. one area of, of weakness that we perhaps see. Um, and I'll kick it off. We'll, we'll skew positive, as we always like to do on this podcast to start with. Um, and I'll skew positive to start off with on the back three uh, in, in the backs and just the incredible amount of depth we have in that position. So obviously we've got the, the three England guys, Watson, McConaughey uh, and Big Joe. But even, you know, counting those guys out, we still have Levi Davis, who we've mentioned lots about, lot about, Ali Brew. Darren Atkins coming back from injury. Mm. Tom de Glanville, mm. who's looking like he might play quite a bit at 15. Tom Homer, who looked really sharp in that win against Worcester at the rec. And Semesa Rocodaguni as well. Yeah. That is so much depth. So much depth. Um, and that is such an area of, uh, of strength for Bath. And it means we don't have to rush back, Watson. We don't have to rush back, um, uh, McConaughey. We don't have to rush back, Big Joe. Mm-hmm. So I see that as a real area of strength for Bath going into to the season. Yeah. And, and you can see sort of why we were able to let someone like Cooper Vuna go, who played quite a lot of rugby for us. But there are guys coming through, younger guys, who, who are showing real promise and adding to that depth. Yeah, and uh, Gabriel Hammerweb's yeah. one that um, you didn't mention there. And he was, um, I know, incredibly um, impressive and, and highly touted by the uh, in the under-18s yeah. uh, setup last season, obviously beginning to, to move through um, into these Premiership Rugby Cup games. So it'd be good to see him, um, you know, uh, make similar steps to to, to Darren Atkins yeah. um, as Darren Atkins did uh, did last season, and he's going to be back as well from 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 injury, Darren, and hopefully, yeah. like Watson, will be back even better. Another area of strength, Tom. Um, I'm going to go um, right to the other um, <laughs> end of the team, and I, I alluded to this earlier, but um, just uh, in the in, in the prop division, um, I th- well, in the front row as a whole, but particularly in the prop division I, I think I've I've not been exci- as excited by uh, um, by a group of uh, Bath props by a group um, of but, but, but <laughs> steady um, <laughs> it's only 8.30 um, I've not been as excited by, uh, by a group of Bath props probably um, since um, those uh, that, that kind of great group of props we had um, with Duncan Bell uh, David Flatman David Barnes um, even Matt Stevens um, when, when they came through and they really sort of um, really pioneered the, the, the new age of props with the handling and the rotation between games mm. um, and we're starting to see a really good crop of of young um, props come through both um, kind of organically grown 
Um, so thinking about Ben Urbano, um, Will Vaughan, Sam Nixon are all impressive uh, uh, young prospects. Um, but also the guys that we brought in. Mm-hmm. I think that's been really, really positive. So Will Stewart uh, from Wasps looked incredibly dangerous when he came on um, on the tight end. He's a destructive scrummager and he's also very, very um, agile um, in the mm-hmm. loose. Um, Lewis Boyce has obviously been uh, been involved uh, with England. And then Christian Judge, who um, I know um, is spoken very, very um, highly about, both at Saracens and at Cornish Pirates, where he was previously. Mm-hmm. So for me, that group of boys um, are going to lay the, the cornerstone um, of uh, of any success really that we have this season, obviously um, with uh, our first choice uh, duo in Nathan Cat mm-hmm. and Henry Thomas, who've been um, very very um, strong for us over over seasons gone by. And yeah, um, I mean last season they were they were two yeah. of our, two of our stronger players certainly. Well, I think Nathan Cat, you know, if, if he'd have, if, I think he did win. Uh, forward of the year, didn't yeah. he? Our, our end of season awards, or he yeah, yeah. very close. I, I definitely would have been yeah. uh, would have been gunning for him. But I think if he'd have if he'd have carried on the form that he's shown before he got injured, um, sort of in the latter end of last season, he um, he would have been um, you know a very strong candidate for Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. I thought he was. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. So yeah, backed up actually, Tom, by Chris Horn, who's got in touch with us on Twitter, who says if the new boys go well, the chance to have the best front row in the league. The starters are great last year. Now at a fitter Barno, don't forget that Stewart and Judge yeah. could be great. So could be brilliant. That, and, yeah. and then none of these guys um, currently involved um, with international mm-hmm. rugby, so coming in uh, fresh um, from a full um, off season and and then pre season, um, and and yeah, looking very very strong. Yeah, and you look at as well. Look at sort of England aspirations for these guys. Dan Cole's coming towards the end of his career. I imagine they might be coming to the end of the, uh, at the end of this World Cup. Joe mm. Marler's been pulled out of retirement um, for this World Cup. You know, there are a couple of young guys there involved as well in, in Genge and, in, and Sinclair. But Benno's certainly got England aspirations and, and the other guys do as well. Boise, as you mentioned, mm. has been involved with the squad. So yeah. guys with a point to prove, guys with full pre-season. So yeah, the front row definitely... Area. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, get rid of this Rugby World Cup nonsense. Let's have the Gallagher Premiership back. <laughs> On a rainy yeah. December. Yeah. yeah. At the wreck, uncovered. <laughs> oh, how I've missed it. Um, and things I haven't missed as much is talking negatives with you, Tom. Uh, give me one area of the squad which you're perhaps worried about leading into to next Well, week. I was going to mention one area of the kind of setup, um, I guess, in, in, in its entirety. And I don't want to dwell on this because, I, again, I think we spoke about it um, last time. But it's just really concerns um, around the, the, the coaching setup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with Neil Hatley um, missing the whole of the whole of pre-season. But England scrum looks good, though. Yeah. England scrum looks good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not really been tested yet. I think it'll be it'll be different proposition against Argentina and and France. But um, there's no doubting his his credentials yeah, as a coach. But I think if he comes back, um, uh, say in early November, best best case scenario, worst case scenario, whichever way you you look at it, um, that is a you know a great deal of time that that he's missing. Luke Charteris, obviously very inexperienced. Stuart Hooper will be trying to transition away from coaching into. Um, into his director of rugby role so um, I just hope that we're able to and it comes back to just getting the results early doors because as soon as we get a couple of um, losses creep in uncertainty starts to creep in criticism um, by the media and by by the fans starts to creep in so I really hope that um, we're able to 
we're able to get off that winning start, build some confidence in these in these younger yeah. coaches who are undoubtedly um, talented coaches, um, and then we have kind of the experience and um, and class of uh, Neil Hatley coming back. So try to spinning it into it. Yeah, into I a like positive, how you spun that into a yeah. positive. No, I do um, like how you spun that into a positive. I'm going to struggle to to spin my area uh, into a positive, um, and that that that's the, the the halfback position as an area where I see is. As, as as real well, is, I don't know if re- weakness is, is the right word. We we spoke a lot last season. There's uncertainty. Um, yeah, we spoke a lot last season about how inconsistency in those positions, both in selection and in performance, really hampered sort of Bath's performance. And, and we've done nothing in the summer to to address that on a personnel level. So I really hope that. A, the, the, naturally, I really hope that the performances of, of these guys improve and become more consistent because undoubtedly we did see good performances from, from scrum halves like Chudley, like Fotoliti, and from, from both fly halves had, 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 had performances that were really promising at times last season. But just to see a bit more consistency in their performance and please... Bath, a bit of consistency in the selection of, of these halfbacks. We really need to get guys nailed down as our first choice nine and our first choice ten. And none of them are away with with internationals. There's no excuses in that. They're all fit. We need to nail this down at the start of the season. We need to get one. Dempsey needs to get his men and he needs to get that right and then he needs to stick with it. So you're, you're Gervin Dempsey, you're with your slightly battered um, playbook and um, <laughs> you're, you're, nailing down your, you're nailing down your first choice um, nine and ten for the whole season. Who would, it, who would it be and why? It would be Max Green would be my first choice scrum half. I, I've spoken a lot about how I really like uh, him. I think he got slightly scapegoated last season on the yeah. back of a poor performance at, at Northampton Saints at the end of the game when, when we threw that game away. And I think that that wasn't handled brilliantly uh, by the coaches. So I really like to see him get a start, get a go at the start of the season. Um, and then I'd like to see Priestland start at 10 for, mm. for, for, for the rest of it. And I know that that sort of seems like a bit of a step back, given that he was pretty much two feet out the door uh, at the back end of last season, um, with potentially the option of, of, of the Glanville later on in the season if, if things Ooh. really do start to, 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 to go south. But um, I just it's not up to me. That's why I'm not getting paid the money. But whatever Dempsey decides, stick with it. Yeah. Uh, and you can make arguments for both. Exactly, a lot of it, exactly. I'm, I'm talking about Burns sort of versus Priestley yeah. kind of argument here. You can make arguments um, for both. And I find that I kind of, um, you know, flip-flop slightly between the, cons- well, what we thought is sort of more consistency with um, with Priestley, particularly in sort of poorer conditions. Um, and then kind of these moments of, of both brilliance and madness from Freddie Burns um, that we see. I mean, referring back to, mm. to the Premiership Rugby Cup, he threw a, um, a fantastic pass um, against Worcester. And, and again, have a look at the highlights if you haven't seen that. A pass that if Danny Cipriani yeah. had thrown, it would have been all round um, social social media. Um, uh, you know, Eddie Jones would um, would be getting so much criticism for, for him not being selected. It's a beautiful pass um, to, to Ali Brew to score in the corner. Um, however, as we say, we do see these moments um, where you just question his his, his decision making. I mean, I don't, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to drag up these these yeah, moments yeah, from no, last season um, because we need we need to get behind all these players. But at the same yeah. time, um, yeah, sometimes it is it is difficult as a as a loyal Bath fan to to carry on sort of getting behind um, getting behind the the players when when we have moments like that. I don't. I, I think I agree with you on, on Green. Um, as I mentioned, he picked up an injury early oh, yeah. on in the Worcester game and went off. Um, whether or not whether it was collarbone or shoulder, I don't think um, has been kind of confirmed yet. But let's just hope 
um, that that isn't serious. Yeah. Um, you know, Hooper was unable to kind of confirm um, confirm on that. So hopefully we'll hear. Um, because I, yeah, I agree. I'd like to see a bit more dynamism um, at nine. I think he's he's looked a bright spark um, whenever he's played. So um, that'll be good. And and I hope um, I hope as you say, Dempsey has kind of. Um, has it kind of set in his mind, having seen how they performed at pre-season, um, and as you say, we just get a bit of bit of consistency. I do, I do fear, unfortunately, that, that 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 he hasn't. I mean, we saw forty minutes from 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 the pair of them. I mean, Chris Horn again on Twitter providing all of our um, our content. So thanks for that, Chris. Saying reasons to worry this season. Forty minute each for Burns and Priestland on the weekend. Another season of not being sure on the number one ten and flip flopping. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as we say, I think all Bath fans are sort of echoing in their thoughts that we potentially, you know, it can go either way. I don't think Bath fans necessarily mind who get those those starting jerseys as, as long as they sort of get a fair run and, and they're stuck with um, through, through a couple of bad performances. Yeah, although I think when you look at the top teams, I think if you were to compare our squad on paper... Um, against the top teams, I think we are just missing that little bit of yeah. star quality in in you know what is arguably the key position um, on the pitch at fly half. You know, so much of your game is um, both in attack and defence is centred around your fly half. And I think when you look at um, George Ford, um, uh, Owen Farrell, Danny Cipriani, um, you know, in these in these kind of top teams, um, you, you know, ultimately you do see a, a, a bit of a bit of a difference and for I, me in class. And, and if we'd signed, um, you know, if it all had gone to plan at the end of last season, we'd signed someone like Andre Pollard or Aaron Cruden, I have to say I would be much more um, confident both about us getting consistent, consistency in selection because it would be a clear number one um, and also kind of with our chances um, more broadly as well. Yeah, and I, I think as well, you know, I, I am a scrum half, so this might be slightly biased, but I do think scrum half... Are you getting is, on? How's the, is, how's the uh, season going well so far? Uh, not so well. The less said about uh, our start to the season, the better. Um, but I think scrum half is is being an absolutely key position in rugby now, and that probably suggests why we're having such a poor start to the season. But you look at guys like um, Willie Hines, you look at guys like Corbus Reinhardt, um, ben Spencer, uh, Fafter Clerk. These Fafter guys, Hovard. yeah, these guys are having yeah. such massive impacts on their club in the Premiership, and and the, the teams that are doing well are having. I've got a real standout scrum half, so it would be nice if Green was able to develop into that or or, or whatever. But um, I think, yeah, as you say, those two positions are so key. Um, and we haven't strengthened, so this is what we're going with. So hopefully we can get some some good performances and some and some consistency in selection. Yeah, and it's a partnership, right? Nine and yeah. ten. It's a, you're you're kind of inextricably linked. I mean, you've seen um, really young, inexperienced tens. I think um, be brought on. Um, really well by their kind of halfback counterpart. For me, the main one um, is, is Marcus Smith. I think Danny Kerr, um, as, as you know, as a really experienced head, has probably been massively influential mm-hmm. um, in bringing him on. And I feel like we don't have consistency in either position. Um, it's not just who's in the shirt, but it's switching between combinations yeah. every game. Um, and it must be difficult uh, for the players as well, because mm-hmm. ultimately they yeah. just want to start whenever they can. They, um, you know, they're not going to um, be bothered about any consistency, but it will just make their lives easier. Um, and, and yeah, and I think it will uh, um, be better for the team as, as well. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, bit of consistency in nine and ten. I think that's a, a real area of weakness. Hopefully, we'll be able to turn it into a strength later on in the season. Right, three points, Tom, that um, I've sort of marked out here that I mm-hmm. think are going to be key in how Bath get on uh, this season. Yeah. Um, number one, surrounding the England guys. So. When they come back is going to be key. Mm-hmm. Um, how well England do, basically, and and South Africa, and um, yeah, and how fit they are. 
and then how well managed, how well we manage them. That's going to be key because it's going to be incredibly tempting for, 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 for the coaches to become slightly short-sighted, especially if the start of the season hasn't gone to plan and to, to give these guys a go. And we'll just get bitten in the arse later on in the season when these guys pick up injuries. So we have to be disciplined in that. Um, and, and just on that as well, sort of linked in with the England guys, um, the coach as well, Neil Hatley, and how quickly he comes back and, and, and how that transition works. That's going to be key to, to Bath's success. Oh, I, I, absolutely. So it's, it's a very long season. And as I mentioned, it's a very um, intense season, you know, with Premiership um, matches coming thick and fast and then straight um, straight into the, the Champions Cup um, in, in the middle of um, November with two you know, games on the bounce against Ulster and Harlequins. And we'll be really targeting those games to try and um, get out of um, try and get out of the group and into into the quarterfinals. So the yeah, back Clement, exactly, so exactly. There are games. They're, they're the games we need to win. Yeah. Really, Ulster <laughs> at home, Harlequins away. You know, you, you you've got to back yourself to to win those really in that group. Um, so I think yeah, you, you're absolutely right, and it comes down to um, basically all the stuff we don't see. So the management by the SNC guys, by the coaches, both on the England side ultimately, because uh, you know it's an yeah. intense World Cup tournament in a in a foreign country to, to they, a lot of these players. Well. I think ultimately they do. They have, a du- they have a duty of care to the players. They want them to be on form for the cl- their clubs because then they play they play well for England. Or well, anyway, that's kind of what I'd what I'd like yeah. to think. And then, but yeah, the onus will be really on the on the England guys. Um, I, I really hope that Neil Hatley has a close eye um, on the <laughs> guys in the back three. Um, uh, in, should we play Underhill? No, yeah, just, yeah. just give them a rest this week. In, in, yeah, <laughs> in between, in between. Uh, 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 organising the the England scrum, I hope he's got one eye on yeah. uh, on on the on the flyers out wide, um, so that we come back and, and we're able to manage these guys um, really carefully, um, and as you say, try and um, try and avoid injuries. The the other point I make, Jim, I know it's something you're really keen on. It's just from um, you know a fan's perspective, is just to have a little bit of transparency yeah. around these players. So I'd really like to see um, kind of. Uh, Bath can bring back that um, injury update. We're just yeah. seeing how saying how players are, saying what they're doing, um, any kind of um, niggles and kind of outlook with how how long they're going to be um, going to be out for, or, or, or doing rehab for, or even just resting for. Um, I think would be great um, just to remove some of the um, the kind of uncertainty around why players aren't being selected, and have they picked up, guys, have yeah. they picked up niggles um, and that kind of thing, because that certainly kind of allayed some of the um, the fears that that we had. Uh, we had last yeah, season. I need to get back on that bandwagon. I think we all do. Sort of that injury report sort of died out great. a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, so sort of midway through the season. So yeah, getting that back would be really helpful. And I think particularly with with the England guys, Tom, because because it could could become quite frustrating if we haven't seen Watson for a little while, if we haven't seen Joe for a little while. Um, but it needs to be clear that that they're being rested and and how long they're going to be back for, and how many minutes they're going to get under their belts, and and all that sort of thing. So yeah, completely agree with you there. The final two points on I think how Bath are going to have a, a, a good season or, or the sort of keys to Bath season. And mm. um, we won't harp on them too long because we have already harped on them probably for way too long already. But that's the impact of the new forwards, particularly the front row, as you mentioned, but also Josh McNally and um, Mike Williams and the halfback play, as we've spoken a lot about. So those three areas, yep. I think, are going to be absolutely key. And if we get all three of them right... Then uh, yeah, the thirty-three to one about Bath Grand Final winners will look a silly price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, maybe not. Um, quick prediction, Tom, for the for oh, the season. This is a pretty the... this is a pretty blind <laughs> prediction, but I, I tend to be way out anyway. Even if I kind of know um, know roughly what's going on, 
it's it's very difficult to say just off the back of a back of those two results. But if we, we've got to look at we've well, no, I mean these are preseason games, aren't they? Ultimately, yeah. and we've got we, you got to look at um, you know where do we finish last season? What position did I think kind of um, we were last season? Like at, at this point in time, sorry. Um, and I, I'd like to think we go better, but at the same time, it's it's very difficult to know what what other teams um, other teams are yeah. doing. Um, I'd like to think we get top six. I really, really would. Um, it's impossible to say whether top four will be will be a stretch. So um, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll sit on the fence slightly at, at this point in time um, and say that um, that we'll finish we'll finish in the same sixth position again. Yeah, I think sort of similar sentiments from me. Um, and I always like to be positive, uh, as you will know if you've listened to the podcast last season. Um, so yeah, I would like to see us get into the top four. And I think it's going to be a strange season um, when a team that perhaps people aren't expecting will get into, will challenge and maybe get into that top four because of the way that it's going to be with, with the Rugby World Cup and there's going to be some unusual results. Saracens have got about 50 guys at that mm. Rugby World Cup by the looks of things. Leicester have got six England right. boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's going to be some strange results specifically uh, specifically at the start of the season. So I think there may be um, a few... Uh, maybe one surprise in that top four and fingers crossed that it, it can be Bath um, and I'll predict that it's going to be Bath so we can look back at the end of the season Tom and laugh at me um, like <laughs> we do always do um, and the Champions yeah. Cup run as well would, would be yeah would that be would great. be great but um, yeah trip to uh, trip, trip, trip to Claremont Avern yeah, I think it is is it January final. yeah I think it January. is um, already already might want that one down yeah um, January sun, yeah Sunday the 15th of January is uh um, uh, a way to, to Clermont Auvergne in the Stade Marcel Michelin. So, uh, um, if any of you sort of uh, remember last season or, or even went to went to Toulouse, that was a fantastic weekend um, away in France. I'm already sort of marked that one in my diary, and uh, I'll probably be heading out for that one. Mark the final in your diary. Or oh, is yeah, that yeah. too optimistic? Where is that this year? <laughs> the wreck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when we get the stadium for Bath, mate, we'll just be oh, exactly. around the corner. Um, so yeah, top four for me, top six for Tom, um, and when we re- get relegated. Everyone can laugh at us. <laughs> um, a couple of bits of news before we go, mate. Uh, first bit, I think kind of expected. Certainly, we thought it was going to be a lot of Bath fans thought it was going to be. Spoke about it a little bit in the summer podcast. But Charlie Yules, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, officially yeah. named club captain. Yeah. Um, brilliant, don't you think? Yeah, brilliant stuff. I mean, yeah. he's a um, he's he's a favourite um, on this on this podcast. Obviously, one club man, um, uh, born and bred, um, and uh, yeah, as you say, really kind of. Um, uh, I guess consolidates uh, the club's ambition to to bring um, more homegrown players um, into the senior squad, and particularly into sort of the top ranks of of the senior squad. Obviously, um, with the ambition, as 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 they've kind of been keen to state to have fifty percent of the senior squad um, homegrown um, by twenty twenty three. So one step in in, in that direction. Um, I do feel, and and you know, Matt Garvey was very unlucky with. Um, with injuries last season, and um, obviously sad to see that he's he's picked up a niggle um, again um, at the start of this season. But I do feel um, as if Yules um, had kind of moved into that yeah. um, that position, particularly on the field um, uh, last season. But um, yeah, great to great to see him um, him get his recognition. Um, and interesting that Eddie Jones um, uh, was in the press saying um, for Charlie Yules to keep to keep busy and to to be ready. <laughs> Um, to, uh, to to fly out to to Japan, but from a selfish point of view, I, you know, I wouldn't. I don't think it'd be the worst <laughs> thing from a, from a Bath perspective if he, if he were to hang around. Yeah, really, really think it's um, fantastic news for for, for Bath. Yulzy, as you say, it kind of feels like a long time coming, and maybe a year or maybe two 
um, years too late, but doesn't matter now. I think he's exactly the right man we need, as you say, with that ambition to be 50% homegrown by 2023. He's a great role model for these younger guys coming through. Um, he absolutely commands a room. He commands a rugby field. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be key because away games we've highlighted, turning around those uh, close losses we've highlighted and leadership is absolutely key in both of those aspects so yours is going to be key he's going to need help obviously from his experienced guys um one of who is also in japan but he's going to need help and but he's going to be key yeah. um and yeah. yeah big season for yours ahead absolutely um needs to get in that first team on a consistent basis sometimes missed out on the back end of last season i think he will be now given he's club captain but um yeah fantastic and Second bit of news, other fantastic news, is the the new Bath away kit. Um, pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, lovely, isn't it? it? It's felt like over the past few seasons they've not really done nothing um, with the new kit, and I've uh, kind of not had um, reason to kind of buy a new a new shirt every um, every season. But yeah, this is oh, I think it's a it's, it's a lovely. Uh, design um, it's sort of harking back to mm-hmm. um, you know I don't actually can't don't, what's the season but sort of early yeah. 2000s would it late, be late 1990s late 1990s yeah, yeah with, the, with the yellow and uh, um, yeah I'll definitely be uh, be uh, ordering one um, uh, in, in pretty short order I think yeah I agree I think we'll have matching kit mate because yeah they have put out a, a long sleeve cotton version mm. uh, the match fit is not exactly a great look on on me anymore so uh, the long sleeve <laughs> cotton version is just right bath rugby so perfect um and i did actually love as much as i love the kit um the, the the sort of not nostalgic but the sort of true bath fan in me really loved the, the video they put out as well with the um with the bath boys yeah, i've got it written down on my notes love the video with the bath boys sort of harking back to their earliest memories yeah. of watching Bath and I really hope they weren't fed the lines because it was a really touching video um, so yeah love that love the kit love the Yules news so plenty of positives yeah. heading into to, to the new season um, yeah can't wait absolutely yeah let's get into it um, right as we mentioned at the start of the podcast uh, Tom and myself will be flying out to Japan very soon for the Rugby World Cup so our next podcast um, which will be a review of the first weekend of the season, um, or maybe a preview of the first weekend of the season. Uh, we'll have to work. We'll out see how we get on. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll on the eighteenth of uh... um, previewing that Bristol game in a little bit more depth. Um, so excuse the sound quality, which is a little bit worse this weekend, this week uh, than we're used to, and we'll be for uh, the time we're in Japan. Unfortunately, we can't take our mics with us. Um, so yeah, that'll be our next podcast. Um, and follow us on on Twitter uh, for all things Bath Rugby Plug related and give us a follow on Instagram if you're on there because there's sure to be some uh, Japan related stuff going up there so um, give us a follow, stay in touch, get in touch with us uh, wherever you can, enjoy the Rugby World Cup uh, and look forward like we are to the Gallagher Premiership because you know this rugby season is going to feel like a long one because it's rolling straight into it um, and I for one can't believe it. Yeah, it's great stuff. So thanks for listening. Cheers, mate. Please um, tell your tell your friends about this. Subscribe, listen to the old ones, do all the things to help us out. Um, we'll be back soon. Uh, thanks for listening.